Meditation is the discovery of the real self. In the process of discovering the real self, one also uncovers the fact that the ego is a false self. It is made up of conditionings that have been imported into consciousness from others, from parents, family, society, from outside and accepted without due consideration for whether these are views that one truly holds oneself or were simply indoctrinated into one's conditioning in order to comply with environmental demands. And thus every culture has had rites of passage in which the child who is conditioned to the values of the culture goes off and has a vision quest in order to discover for himself or herself what do I believe? Who am I? What is my real name, not the one I was given at birth because of the parents' fantasies on who they wanted me to be, but who am I? And who am I beyond any name or any identification that would be approved of by others? What is my real nature when I am free of all of those considerations that would limit the openness of my mind and heart to discover my real self? Meditation is a kind of internal vision quest. There's no need to go out into the desert or the jungle or sit in a cave. But to move your attention into the cave of pure awareness, in which you observe your own consciousness to discover what is really there inside. What is really in my heart? What is really the source and the foundation of my being. And what has been discovered cross-culturally with complete unanimity by all of those who have completed such an inner vision quest is that the real self is nothing but pristine, pure presence. Presence that is completely free of an ego. There is no sense of an individual I in the real self. The I itself is an artifact of the system of cultural relationships that are present at a given time. And thus human nature at the level of the ego is a variable, it is not a constant. But at the level of the real self, it is constant throughout time, throughout space, despite all cultural differences. And the nature of the ego, if we study history and anthropology and archaeology and psychology and classical and medieval philosophy, East and West, we discover that 
the ego itself has morphed over time from being something very simple that is open to the transcendence of the real self to something very complex, very much identified to the physical organism, very materialistic, very related to the cultural values of capitalism, of greed and of the consciousness of competition and envy and all of that. And thus the ego in its postmodern condition as it is today is in its most degraded, fragile and confused form that it has ever been in the entirety of the history of humanity. And even though we get the benefits out of this complexity and of this focus on the material reality, the benefits being high technology and the capacity to create megalopolises and have rockets that can go to Mars and all of those toys that unfortunately include nuclear reactors and intercontinental ballistic missiles and other ways to destroy ourselves utterly. But we don't have the wisdom to know how to use this technology. And it is in fact destroying us because of the ego's own confusion. And the ego's lack of having a real center and a real foundation is the cause of all of our suffering. All of the pathologies of the ego. And if you've Follow the development of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, which is the Bible of Psychiatry, which is now in its fifth edition. The number of mental illnesses has grown exponentially since the, just the 1950s when they began to tabulate these things. We have an epidemic of mental illness, especially in the West, and severe mental disorders of people who cannot function, and uh, incapable of holding a job, even if there were jobs for them to hold, and incapable of, uh, of living a, a life of integrity. This is not an accident. It has to do with the complex of culture itself, the hypocrisy, the failure of our society to uphold the higher values beyond the ego, the failure of having role models worthy of following, and uh, the general degradation of culture that focuses on sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and sports and other superficial activities, but basically orbiting around money and appearance rather than essence. And so the first major requirement in the act of meditation in order to discover the real self is to eliminate the tendency toward egocentricity. Because if you take the ego as the center of your psyche, you won't be able to let go of those pathological tendencies. There will be an attachment to the body, an attachment to the past, an inability to live in the present, to formulate a rational future for yourself and a complete uh, state of anxiety, superstitious fears, paranoia, 
manic depression, attention deficit, all of these things which are epidemic today are a result of the ego structure itself. And they cannot be cured within the ego. And that's why psychiatry has given up on trying to go to the root of people's problems. Psychiatrists haven't gone to the root of their own. And all they can do is give pills to put band-aids over these issues and anesthetize people. But don't resolve the underlying problems and actually make people less able to cope with reality, more dependent on the drugs, and the drugs have side effects. And the culture goes further and further downhill, more infantilism, less capacity to think for oneself, less creativity, and uh, more general crime, uh, the loss of uh, all values and integrity and the ability to sustain love relationships. It's all gone. Human culture is now in a state of exhaustion, complete depletion of our life energy. And it's reflected in the depletion of the soils, in the depletion of uh, fresh air. It's all polluted. The oceans are polluted. Life is becoming unsustainable. There is a mass die-off of all species. We have to put this historical moment in the context of what is happening at all levels of reality. And it is not a pretty picture. And we must not be in denial of that. And if we are going to resolve it, we must reach a higher state of consciousness that is free of the cause of all these problems, which is the ego itself. And thus the urgency of meditation as an ethical imperative if we are going to survive to reach a level of consciousness that is more authentic. And to do that, the first stage requires the letting go of the ego, which is the most precious possession of that level of consciousness. The I thought and everything the I wants. And so to let go of what I want, how could I want that, you see? This is the great paradox. The eye cannot want its own elimination. But what if the eye is not the real self and the real self is egoless? And it is only in that state of meditation that one recovers the truth of the egoless real eye that then has the leverage and the power to say, off with the head of the fake eye, and can achieve that but can only achieve it if one sustains that level of consciousness that doesn't need or want an ego because the ego is the problem and the cause of the lack of health, of the dis-ease of the body, of the family systems, of the culture, of the planetary ego ecosystems, of the ego systems at every level. And so doing away with the ego is the first stage in our liberation from suffering. And it's only when that becomes clear that one can truly desire to transcend the ego. And that desire turns out to be natural to the self. That wants happiness. But it has to know that the ego's desires create only a mirage of objects that will bring happiness. And those objects always end up as a disappointment. There is always buyer's remorse. No matter what it is that you've bought, you've bought an illusion. 
and eventually you'll want to sell it to someone else, but probably only to get another illusion that will just bring more remorse. And this is the cycle of capitalism and why it has to keep producing new products that you don't realize you'll have remorse for yet. So you'll keep buying them, but they run out of ideas to create new products, so the system is collapsing. And nobody even believes in money anymore because all of that is now simply debt. It has no value. And everyone's so indebted, so mortgaged to the system that there is no freedom within the ego to even have the time to sit and contemplate and meditate and find your real self. And so people are ever more enslaved to the system, ever more filled with worries and anxieties that they'll be able to pay their bills. And there's no way of living beyond the level of mere survival. And so it's a great privilege to have the luxury to even spend a weekend meditating and considering what the values of life really are and should be. And how do we get out of this quagmire of coming toward extinction because of our blindness and our inability to see reality as it is and change the trajectory of our destiny. Through meditation we can gain that clarity because we realize that the self is clarity, pristine awareness that is self-created and self-luminous, that doesn't depend on books, doesn't depend on movies, doesn't depend on inputs from outside for its wisdom. It is inherent to us, as is creativity. The creative intelligence of the real self is infinite, literally unlimited in its ability to resolve the problems of the world because the world is its own dream, but not at the level of the ego where you're trapped within the dream and the laws of the dream structure that you have no control over, but at the level of the dreamer of the dream, of that pure awareness that is egoless and therefore free from any distortions of the hologram of reality, there is power to shift the nature of what happens in this dream field. One is also detached from it. There is no fear. There is no anxiety about what will happen. But there is the desire to create beauty, a beauty that reflects the truth of our being, and to bring about a beautiful world that is filled with joy and love and peace and health and all of those values that we have lost in our pursuit of profit and power on the ego level over others and empires and all of those artifacts of the current degraded culture that are destroying us. So meditation when carried through to its ultimate destination of liberation and the discovery of the supreme self the God-Self that is both within and without. When that kingdom of heaven within is achieved, it will be reflected without. And when enough individuals reflect that kingdom of heaven, it will be reflected in the general planetary reality. It is simply a, a matter of an energy field that gets strong enough to overwhelm the chaos of 
and negativity of the current egoic energy field. And it, it's not a matter of the quantity of individual people, but the quality and the intensity of the energy that is being transmitted into this field of phenomenal reality. It won't take all that many because the signal of the coherence of the real self can easily overcome the noise of the chaos of the ego, which is seeking a way out of the labyrinth of its own confusion, but cannot find it on its own. And so when we begin to meditate and are willing to let go of the ego and to discover who am I really, what we discover is that the I has nothing behind it. It is a signifier without a signified. Because the, the real self is not an object, not a thing, cannot be grasped. You can't make infinity into an object that is definable. The infinable is not definable. And so that infinite self that we are must be accepted as it is without being able to grasp it or conceive it or imagine it or control it. But the ego can only surrender to that which it derives from and is. The self is the creator, literally the god of the ego. And when there is a true surrender to that God self, which is in resonance at the individual level to the macrocosm and the God of the universe that turn out to be one and the same, then there is a new order established at every level of reality of this fractal universe. And once that is established, that divine order then is sustainable by the consciousness that has achieved not only the realization in time of its true nature, but of the fact that its true nature is timeless and therefore can continue to sustain itself as the eternal presence, the eternal light, the eternal power that maintains and sustains the order of life in the universe that is its own dream. This return to the sovereignty of the Supreme Self gives mastery over the ego and a resonance with nature that enables the inherent divine love that is the energy of the self to once again reanimate all of nature and bring nature itself back from the brink of extinction. This power does not emanate from some sense of egoic control or mastery in the sense of being some wizard who can do magic tricks but it is simply the spontaneous, creative, loving action of God that works through the transceiver of the brain-body mechanism, allowing the flow of that energy into the universe for its own salvation and redemption. 
we are at a point in the historic process in which our planetary ecosystem is terminally ill. Our culture is terminally ill, exhausted, depleted of emotional and spiritual resources as well as physical resources. The only resource left to turn to is spirit. It is the last hope and it is the final frontier that we have not yet explored. It is not outer space that offers the hope of survival, but inner space. And when we learn to take that inner journey to the source of our being, we will find there the riches of love, of intelligence, of mercy, of beauty, of divine care, and creative power to resolve all of the problems that exist at every level of reality. And recognize that all that has happened is perfect and that has led us to the necessity of making this journey in order to bring about not only the revelation of God, but the redemption of God's world. That we are part of, we participate in, we are responsible for, and ultimately, that we are also manifestations of the source of. It is in that non-duality in which we are both subject and object, the creator and the creature, and in that oneness of all, that everything that ever was and that ever shall be is released and resurrected into its true nature of the God self that is without a second, without another. And the illusion of all of those demonic tendencies of the ego that have been filled with hatred and with negativity toward others, all of that dissolves and is recognized also as having served the ultimate reality to bring about the necessity for the return to God consciousness. And all is part of an intricately beautiful play in which all serves the ultimate reality and is part of that goodness and greatness that is the oneness of the God self. And we are that. And all the various aspects of the ego that we may ourselves deplore and judge as being bad and evil and infantile and not deserving to reach God consciousness, all of that is already part of the perfection. And thus we must approach this meditative act of self-discovery with complete self-acceptance of all the fragments of our being, even those most recalcitrant, most negative, most hating, most uh, carrying the stigma of unworthiness, and all of those are to be lifted back again into the awareness that we are all manifestations of the light. And all the particles of being are the waves of beauty and joy of the one ocean of pure consciousness that we are. That is the unified quantum field that through a mere fluctuation of a wave of thought 
will bring about the rebirth of our world. Let us again surrender to the miraculous and let go of the preconceptions that we are doomed and this is difficult and life is suffering and all of those beliefs that we have come to maintain as being normal and recognize that these beliefs are the dis-ease and that by freeing ourselves of the mind and all of its tendencies toward negativity, we free ourselves from the very burden of a belief in a world that creates a self-fulfilling prophecy of the very destruction we're struggling to avoid. There is no need to struggle, but accept the real self as you are, completely, which includes all of being, all of the entire field of perception, and that which cannot be perceived because it is the ultimate perceiver. And that in that letting go of all boundaries, of all perspectives, of all frames of reference, to discover what is behind it all. We discover that all along we have only been that. And this entire journey was simply for the joy, the ecstasy of this self-discovery itself. And in the achievement of our release from all the burdens and the boundaries and the illusions of limitation, all are in resonance because every mind is entangled at the quantum level of our being. There is only one mind. And when you become free, all become free. And it will work out in that way that everyone is simultaneously in resonance with the reality of the God Self. And we are even now moving toward that moment of this realization at the universal level that is its own completion. And this happens because the intelligence of the universe is at work in every one of us. And the truth that we realize at that ultimate level of reality is that even this coordinated movement which is transconscious that we may not know about, but that we are engaged in anyway. Even that is an illusion because there is no time. And all of this has already happened. And all of this is already known by that real self. But the ego self, which does not have that infinite intelligence, must process it through the illusion of time because it cannot gather together all of the information to put it together as a single aha. But the real self is in that aha, and it is already the ha-ha of the cosmic laughter of the final revelation. 
And so let's not wait to begin laughing and enjoying the beauty of this perfect dream of which we are the participants and the creator. And live in that ecstasy of bliss, knowing that all is well. And because of that, there's no real reason to meditate at all. You're done. There's no meditator. This is your last meditation retreat you ever have to come to. That's real liberation. Enjoy your freedom. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy the self that you are in all beings that you meet. And let us bring the bliss of that revelation throughout the universe. Namaste. Namaste.